the worst advice you could ever give to anybody. Yeah. I've seen more. If you've been told that in order for you to get really, really lean and look your best, you need to do more, as in more cardio, more weight training, well, then you're, I, I don't care what anybody else says. Okay, I'm not a pro bodybuilder, but I'm telling you now, you're fucking mad. Hello, carnivores, and welcome to session number 14. Coach Cole just done a posing at the Open Natural at the weekend in Seattle, Washington, where we're going to unpack what his diet looks like. Before we start, our podcast review of the week comes from Kimberly from, from New Jersey. Great info. Thank you very much for the positive review, Kimberly. All ratings and reviews help grow the show organically, and we appreciate the support. Glad, glad to hear you are benefiting benefit, benefit from our content. So, Coach Cole, how did the show go? That is a loaded question, brother. But overall, it was a dream come true and a massive success to summarize it in as few words as possible. This is a dream that Hiro had, Hiro Chang. He's a legendary bodybuilder, very, very well known in the Pacific Northwest here in the United States. He's He's got, he's been on our show, the supersetyourlife.com podcast uh, three times if anybody wants more info on him but one of the best friends i've ever had now too <laughs> didn't didn't even meet the gentleman until the until the day before the competition at check-ins uh, but we'd done a lot of work together on this project and i was really grateful that he reached out to me initially to help put this together so yeah this weekend was called the open natural it's a bodybuilding competition that was a drug tested event obviously but non-sanctioned so there's no opportunity to earn a pro card. It's kind of a throw together like basketball game on a weekend is um, is, is like the atmosphere and the vibe that we were going for and the theme that we were going for for the show. So back in in the back when um, Hiro Chang started bodybuilding in Colombia, that's what they did. Like they would have they would literally have pumping iron style just throw together bodybuilding shows with their own judges and everything um, on the weekends. And this is something that they that they did and that people from the town would come and watch. And so he took this idea and said, why can't we make a bodybuilding competition in the United States with that same kind of uh, friendly atmosphere? You know, it, what, it didn't feel like it was a competition so much as it was a movement around health first bodybuilding. And the importance of using a health first approach and the importance of coming together as a community. Um, that's something that you really see at these smaller shows. And so and, and, and having done a lot of NPC, having done a lot of uh, INBF and NAMBF, that was something that I was really excited about being a part of was more of the family aspect of it and the movement aspect of the sport of bodybuilding and what you can do with it more so than let's compete to win at all costs so that we can get to the next level because there's definitely a lot of that in my dna too <laughs> but having the opportunity to be able to give back was quite a bit different of an experience so started prepping for this about three months ago when we started carnivore coaches corner really i think we'd done a couple lives together and then that's when hiro and i started um start, started putting this idea together I hadn't really decided what I was going to do with my bodybuilding goals this this year, and so that's why I decided to run a marathon. Um, and then those dreams kind of out the kind of went out the window when I got plantar fasciitis, and 
uh, went through a stress fracture and was still not really fully recovered from the catastrophic foot injury that I had several months prior to that. So this gave me an opportunity to be a part of a bodybuilding event, but not compete because at this point, I just believe that competing would be selfish. I believe that there's a handful of other things that need that, that we need to accomplish business wise. And um, I want my kids to be a little bit older so that I can really focus everything that I, that, that I have into my next competition. I've done 12 of them already. Um, I've shown that I've shown that the carnivore diet gave me 10 times better results than anything that I had done prior to that. Um, not changing my diet anytime soon because I love it. Um, and I think that between the three of us, we, among the three of us, we really got it nailed down over the last several months. And so this year has been an opportunity to experiment with my physique without having the burden of going into a competition and being up against somebody else. Um, competition mindset and guest posing mindset are very, 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 very different, <laughs> night and day different. I was trying to explain it to one of my clients yesterday and I was like, I mean, I'm a friendly guy because you know me as a coach and you know me as a friend and you know me as someone that's helping out with this and that, but then you know me as a podcaster, but you don't know me as a competitor. Those are two completely different people. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to competition mode, that requires a hundred percent different mindset than at least what I did this last weekend. This was also my first experience guest posing. So typically it's something that only pro bodybuilders do. Um, I guess I've never really heard of an amateur bodybuilder doing it, but um, yeah, there are quite a few confused faces afterwards when they're like, you're, you're, you're not, you're not a pro. And I'm like, no, they're like, what, what federation do you have your pro card in yet? And I'm like, I don't have it yet. So that's something that will happen someday. But at this point in my life, it's just not wise nor practical. I, I don't, I don't think at this time uh, to be able to pull that off. So uh, when I do compete, I want to make sure that, I want to make sure that I win and I'm going to, and I'm, and I'm going to, and I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> so, right guys, you guys are going to help me with that. Anyway. So the, the main difference between, between competing, like when it comes to, when it, when it, when it comes to competing, like at my last competitions, 11 and 12, that was November 4th and 5th of 2022 at the um, NPC Northwest championships in Seattle, Washington as well. And my, my whole attitude is, excuse my, excuse my language. I got, I'm not, I'm not, I'll, I'll try to keep as clean as possible, but get the blank off the stage, get the blank off the stage. What are you doing up here? You don't belong here. You don't belong here. I belong here. Get me this. What, why am I not in the center of the stage? And it, and that attitude shows my face. It shows in how I hit all of my poses. It's very, very arrogant and it's very, very cocky, but that's the kind of, but that's the kind of mindset that, that winning takes in any sport. I don't care if it's bodybuilding. I don't care if it's football. I mean, it's the same. It's the same mindset that I had when I was when I was playing high school football. It's the same thing. It's the same mindset that I had when I was playing a stay-at-home defenseman at college hockey. It's it's a it's a winning mentality. Um, being able to give back that required a little bit of a different state of mind. So it it just it just, it just felt interesting, um, and it felt in in some ways quite a bit more relaxed. Um, I spent some spent some time meditating before I stepped on stage. I said, I said um, let's see. Yeah, I spent some time on this scripture here. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, which is, do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have in God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So 
My heart at this competition was set 100% on gratitude for the honor to participate and promote uh, promote the sport of health first bodybuilding. Um, so with that, so with that, my, that, and I wanted to get, and, and I wanted the show, the show to be completely about the competitors. And so I was like, great, here's an opportunity to completely take my eyes off off myself, which is like you have to be self focused when you when you're a competitor. It's a very bodybuilding is a very very selfish sport, and so if you're gonna do a show, great, but do it for the right reasons. Um, so coming into this one with quite a bit of a different mindset, and um, thinking of and. Uh, not 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 only did it take some weight off not only did it take some weight off my shoulders but it gave me the opportunity to um, experiment with aspects of my diet and my training that i really hadn't um, spent a lot of time with before um, mainly the, the biggest lessons that i learned through the, through these last couple months on this prep was that i let the diet do most of the work and I really believe that's a that's a that's a more effective way to competition prep on the carnivore diet than what I even did at my eleventh and twelfth show. So if I could go back to October and November of last year, there's several things that I would do differently. Um, first of all, I would go absolutely minimal with the cardio, and that freaked me out when you guys talked me out of doing cardio between between you guys and Bart K and Stephen Thomas um, and, and a handful and, and even some and even some of our own clients that were already meat based. Most of our clients that come to us are they've been meat based for quite some time. And so we help with the more aesthetic and um, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the coaching aspect of how to make it practical um, and make it and make it a and make it a sustainable lifestyle. But even some of my own clients had addressed it to me and they're like, you're just doing way too much cardio. That is that that is killing your muscle growth. And it's kill and, and it's making your appetite completely out of control, and it's making it really hard for you to stick to your diet. And and then, and, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? They're right. I was like, Mark's right, Jonathan's right, and there are some things that I need to change. So I just quit doing cardio, cold turkey. I'm like, what have I got? What have I got to lose? And so I quit. I'm like, if I if this backfires and I start and I, and I start getting fat, then great, I can add cardio back in. But I didn't get fat, <laughs> and my appetite went way down because it, the only reason it was so high was because of those of, of those long chronic low intensity cardio sessions with my heart rate that was actually pretty high and just being absolutely fried at the end of every single cardio session and then looking back and going that's a lot of wasted time and that's a lot of wasted food that's just even even like as a business person that makes absolutely no sense so let's do less cardio and eat less food and I'll probably recover better and I'll probably have more energy throughout the day. So I did. So I quit doing all my cardio and my, um, and so my satiety signals adjusted accordingly. About a week later, my appetite was very, very much suppressed. And my, and I just, and I was just like, you know what, let's just let the diet do the rest of the work from here. And so in instead of, in instead of adding more training intensifiers and instead of, um, adding excessive volume like I had done on previous preps and all the, and all, and all the other things that I would, that I was doing to white knuckle the prep and, um, and force it. This one felt like I just let the diet do most of the work. And then the physique was more of a byproduct. So it was a, so it was a completely different experience prepping this way than, than the, than the way that I did in, Oct in, in October and November. Um, uh, my physique was 
way fuller. Obviously, I if I if I was actually competing, I probably would have liked to have shred down like five, six, seven more pounds somewhere around there. Um, I was in respectable guest posing condition, and the other the other guest poser was um, I think in pretty much the same conditioning. He had a bit more mass. Benny Mobley is his name, fifty nine years old, lifetime natural bodybuilder, and um, paid uh, motivational speaker for a living too. So between him and me, we 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 hyped everyone up before the show, after the show, and um, he sent them off home with a with a real positive message. So that was pretty incredible to watch. Um, but yeah, Benny Mobley, just Google him and look at this dude. He doesn't look like a human being. He looks like somebody put him together in a science lab. <laughs> uh, absolutely amazing physique. So I'm, and I'm, so I'm glad that he went after me. If I had to follow him, I probably wouldn't have wanted to. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, muscle fullness. I've never, ever had that much, much, much muscle mass on stage before. And I look and looking back, I'm like, wonder if I would have been more competitive last year as um, in the NPC if I would have because they because they value mass more than conditioning in NPC um, natural sm uh, smaller shows they always value conditioning um, over mass so I almost wonder if in November of 2022 if I would have done this cardio approach I probably would have came in a lot fuller and I probably would have placed better but yeah building building muscle mass um that was that there's a lot of lessons that i learned about building mass over these last couple months which is funny because building mass wasn't even my goal but i reduced my training volume from about 60 to 70 percent of what it was in november and and i, and I have more mass now than i did then that makes absolutely no sense Unless, unless you guys <laughs> correct, correct me if correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I should have. I feel like I should be, um, but I, but it, it's it's so it's so counterintuitive. You, we always think that as athletes that more is better, and that's not always the case. Um, you only have to have sixty to seventy percent of your. Excuse me. You you only need to have twenty five to thirty percent of the amount of volume to be able to maintain the mass that you've built once you've already built it comparatively speaking. So this time I did 60 to 70% less training volume overall. I just did the math and it's pretty, it pretty much came out to that. You guys know how insanely I was, I was overtraining um, in October and November. And if you're not, and, and if you're on prep and you're not feeding yourself enough to be able to actually build and recover from those workouts, you are really just wrecking your hormones. So I think that that being on a meat-based diet is like the only thing that saved me from completely overtraining myself and and getting and giving myself more injuries than what I got in October and November of last year. Um, yeah, so the only injuries that I've been dealing with lately is the is, is the herniated discs. Those are feeling a lot better though. Um, let's see. Yeah, thanks a lot to you guys for helping me figure out how to um, work the back without without loading my spine. Been doing a lot of chin-ups that's been helping a lot lately um jonathan we were talking before we were recording about mass and how you're you 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 now currently have the most mass that you've ever had in your life right yes right um yeah so the, the last time i had close to this much mass i was 125 kilograms i'm now currently 112 and a half maybe 113 kilos and I actually have about 0.4 kilos more fat-free mass. 
So I'm not fat like I was back then, but I've got actually more muscle mass. Um, and I'm in a complete transparency. Nothing's changed apart from training a bit less, um, being more <laughs> mindful about good recovery. And my protein intake has actually lowered since that point. Um, I'm less of a piggy. I'm just eating to satiety. Um, but yeah, I'm just letting my body do what it needs to do. I think beforehand I was trying to force it, you know. When you like, it's not like you're trying to get lean, you know, you're trying to force it, you're trying to eat less and less and less, you're trying to do more and more cardio, all this sort of stuff. But I've noticed I've just found a benefit from just relaxing a bit more. Um, comparatively speaking, what I was doing back then, supplement supplement wise, was actually more substantial than what we're doing now. So go figure, weird, isn't it? Just goes to show you what good recovery and good training does. Yeah, 100%. And you guys are putting together a full blown cardio video, right? Yeah, so me and um, Jerome at some point shortly soon will have a video out talking about cardio. So it's been coming up a lot recently. Um, a different people have different ideas. So you get people that are like, you know, just walk for cardio, just do sprints for cardio. You know, the idea that you just do one or the other. Um, I think there's a better way to go about it. And I think the way that is with by training your cardiovascular system with training itself. So resistance training. Um, then you just add in supplemental kind of like walks and things as needed. Um, I don't think that all this extra stuff is useful. Like you said, Colt, about like your appetite going right up when you're doing, you know, an hour of cardio a day or whatever it was. Well, yeah, it's going to go up. Um, you notice when we talk to bikini athletes, you know, the, the little ladies that compete on stage, they're all doing two hours of cardio a day and they're all ravenously hungry. They're all chronically under eating. They're all chronically stressed, hard work to deal with, miserable as hell, and they'll binge eat. Yeah. So that tells me, anecdotally speaking, um, that that's not working for them. Now, it's a way to get to the stage and have a good physique that's lean and stuff. But, you know, the goal isn't to just work as hard, hard as possible to get a stage ready physique. The goal is to work as smart as possible with the minimum amount of stress, least amount of damage to the body, the best mental state possible. So when you're approaching a stage, it's not as detrimental as it was in the past. So I know, Carl, you've experienced the same thing. Um, so you've experienced the same kind of result I have. So I've said it, now Colt's saying it. Now Mark's going to compete in a few months' time. And he'll be able to say exactly the same yeah. thing. Um, so when he gets on stage and he's ripped out of his gourd, he'll be able to sort of say, yeah, I wasn't on the treadmill for three hours a day. I wasn't um, eating zero grams of fat. You know, it's not going to come into it because he's going to be mindful of his training his recovery and his diet. So good stuff. Yeah, it's real good stuff. Thanks for sharing that. And you know who else is going to be saying the exact same thing? It's Ingrid. Because what did we, oh, <laughs> because what did we change in her plan, Mark? We, we, we took, we took all, we, we pulled all of her carbs out uh, three or four weeks out because she was, she felt overtrained. She felt burnt out. She didn't want to do the show. And excuse me. No, she, she wanted to do the show because this woman finishes everything that she starts. This woman went through hell and back on peak week, not because of her diet, not because of her training, but because she had to take what was basically a family member to her, which is her emotional support dog of almost 20 years, um, to the vet for the last time. She had to put her down. And she had to do that about four days before she flew from Houston to Seattle to meet me in person for the first time at the airport. <laughs> and then 
practice our posing in person together for the first time, even though we've been practicing for months on at our, at our posing classes. And she still finished what, what, what she, what she started. She didn't bail out. Um, she looked absolutely incredible. She's the best looking 65 year old that I've probably ever seen. <laughs> she, uh, she was, she was so happy with how she did and she's, she can't wait to do the exact same show actually next year. Um, but those three, those three weeks coming in when that was happening with her, when that, when that was happening with Diva, her dog, um, and it, it, I get kind of emotional even talking about it too, because I, because I have an emotional support animal. And if anything happened to Zion before a competition, like, I don't know how I'd be able to, <laughs> to, to do this show. Like I, my, uh, there's no way that my brain would be, would be able to get into it. And so, um, not, and so af anyway, after, after that emotion, emotional roller coaster and to see the smile on her face and the hardware and the hardware that she brought home after that, um, I kind of needed to see that as a coach. But those three weeks leading up to it, I was nervous. I was really, really nervous taking those carbs out because I knew on paper and from what we know about the diet that it, that it was the right move. But I was like, she's got a zillion other things stressing her out. And she has not got, she's probably not gone a day in like a long time without having oatmeal for breakfast <laughs> and taking that out. We saw how bad that backfired with Carly because it just, it just, it just caused her to get, it just caused, it just gave her one more stress when she already had a nightmare of a work schedule and a million other things going on with her prep. So with, so, so with, Ing so with Ingrid, I was, and, and by, and by the way, if you haven't heard that story, it's, it's on our show. It's episode like 158 or something. I don't know. It's the last one that we did with Carly, but she actually did really well with that show. <laughs> That's a different story. Um, so Ingrid, I was so nervous about taking those carbs out because um, sometimes that can backfire if that's really important to somebody. Um, but after three or four days, it was just nothing but good news. And then, uh, and then I saw, and then the next week in posing class, I was like, what happened to your waist? Her waist got super small all of a sudden. And she said that her lifts were increasing. They were getting better and better. And so she said that she was getting more energy. She said that she was sleeping better. She said that she was feeling better. She said that she was less hungry and her weight was dipped past that plateau from where we, from where she was kind of, from where she was kind of stalling. And so um, that was, and so that, that was basically the progression of her meal plan. And then I guess while we're on that, uh, my macros for the, for the entire, for the entire prep, well, I guess just the, um, a, a, tip, a typical day. So her diet got to be pretty similar to mine by the end of the prep. Um, and what I've been eating every single day for the last three months now, I did the math, it's uh, 101 days as of today. So 101 days ago, I started doing what I call a modified lion diet with keto bricks. I was thinking of like an, of a fun acronym or something today, and I couldn't think of anything that was, that was catchy enough, but like MD... See, no, excuse me. L L D mod M L M L M L D M L D K B modified. Yeah, so know, something like that. Modified line diet with keto bricks. <laughs> so I'll try to think of I'll try to think of an actual name for it. I better think of a good one because I'm going to be uh, telling the whole diet story on um, on the Keto Savage podcast here, and that's kind of, and that's kind of the reason that I wanted to keep the keto bricks in too. If, if nothing else, I was like um, like. I love keto bricks. I love meat, whatever. Everything's amazing, but I'm on Robert Sykes' show a little bit. And so I'm going to eat one every single day just so we can talk, just so we can talk about how that went. But yep, every single day has been at least half of a keto brick 
anywhere from that to an entire keto brick. Um, and then red meat, butter, and then a very, very small handful of exceptions here and there. Like, for example, we we smoked duck at my parents' place, right? Like, I'm not going to pass that up. <laughs> I'm on contest prep, but I want to live, bro. <laughs> and so um, I... And, and, it, and it felt restrictive for, I don't know, like the first week or two. And then after I was just on these foods, I don't know what it is about red meat specifically, but I just stopped craving chicken. I stopped craving all pork products and I was eating pork belly and freaking bacon and uh, chicken thighs and smoking those things like it was out of style forever. And then I just... And, and then like even even fish like i don't want fish anymore like i i i, I stray i stray away from the people go like how, how often do you how strict are you with your modified lion diet i'm like i eat other foods whenever i want to whenever i want to i just genuinely never want anything else like if i'm hungry beef sounds amazing steak sounds amazing and pizza doesn't sound near as good <laughs> as a as, as a really good steak now I've been doing. I've been doing this for three for three months now, pretty consistently. That probably has something to do with it. But after a while, it's amazing how your how your body figures out what that nutrition is, what it craves, and when you when when you say yes to that and yes to foods that make you better and make you healthier, and no to foods that are, let's be honest, it's not really food. It's entertainment. That's not really a way to treat the body in a, in a way that I believe that it should be treated. So, yeah, so that, so that's, so that was pretty much, oh, and so that's, yeah, that, and then the only other couple of exceptions is like uh, duck eggs. <laughs> I had no idea how good duck eggs were, but I just kind of discovered those lately. So I was incorporating some of those and uh, a few organ meats here and there, but pretty much just all muscle meat, a um, li little bit of liver here and there, a little bit of bone broth, tongue. That's probably my, been my, been my absolute favorite organ if we want to call it an organ i don't know if it's technically an organ or a muscle meat but if you've never had tongue basically the best way to describe it is it tastes like pulled pork but 10 times better that's what tongue tastes like and all you have to and all you have to do is put it in the all you have to do is put it in the crock pot and slow cook it for 24 hours and i just put celtic sea salt on it and that's literally it and the flavor of the meat speaks for itself it's really really good Right. Um, and then my, ma my macros started off at um, about 220 grams of protein and uh, about 400 grams of fat. And then that's tapered all the way down to I got as low as 300 grams of fat. And there were a couple of days where I went as low as 175 grams of protein. My protein has been around 190 for the most part. And I dropped protein instead of fats, kept the fats at 300 and just let my, and, and just kept dropping my protein, which is really, really counterintuitive because even a lot of keto athletes towards the end of the, of, of the prep, they'll make this mistake, dropping fat instead of protein, they'll keep the protein in. You don't want to do that because now you're, because now you're consuming not just as much body, as much protein as your body needs, but probably a bit more. And so it's your body's seeing protein as a more ready, readily available fuel source that can tend to make you more catabolic. You'll stay, you'll, you'll stay less catabolic if you're in a state of ketosis. So I made sure that my ketone meter was at max every single day. And I just kept dropping the protein lower and lower 
keeping the fat in, which is really, really weird because it just feels weird eating butter <laughs> at, towards the end of a contest prep because of everything that we used to know to apparently be true about calories in calories out and how looking back, like it doesn't even, it doesn't even make any sense to, to get this lean. I used to have to get, I used to have to get down to 1700 calories a day with carbs in my diet. Um, I don't even know how many calories that is, but I'm sure that it's quite a bit more. Matter of fact, I could do the math right now. You guys have a guess at how many calories that is? Three, 300 grams of fat times nine is 27. That's 2,700 calories of just fat, not even counting protein. So then 190 times four is 760 plus, what did I say, 2,700? So yeah, that's like 3,400. I've, I've been eating north of 3,400 calories a day every single day for the past three months straight with minimal cardio. What does that say about calories in, calories out? And what does that say about low intensity cardio? No performance enhancing drugs, nothing. Mm. Yeah, sort of shit. I did an experiment uh, which lasted three days just for my viewership, my my small following online. Um, meat, fruit, and honey, three days, match the calorie intake, you know, by food labels, what you put in an app sort of thing. My training performance went down and I gained a significant amount of body fat. So I was actually eating less calories and I gained fat. All because I switched up my fat intake with um, a proportion of carbohydrate intake. So it just goes to show you the calories in, calories out thing doesn't work. It's very weak. Um, as soon as you put your body into like a high fat, you know, keto state, if it were, it's not equated. So, I mean, I'm sure Mark finds the same. I'm sure Colt, you find the same. You know, when you're on a keto, ketogenic sort of diet, when your macros are that way, you know, it doesn't work. The, the carbohydrate insulin model comes into it. The mass balance model comes into it and the calories and calories out the energy balance model does not come into it i think yeah mine was i was I think the length i ever got was around i think around seven or eight percent body fat but i had to work my arse off to get get that link and i think the lowest i got calorie wise i'm pretty sure i was below 15. yeah pretty sure i was and i was doing cardio once a day killing myself as I said, I got really, really lean, but my internal organs were falling to shit. I was really moody. I was very grumpy. And my libido went down to, went down dramatically. And at that low body fat as well, I couldn't really do anything at all with the family at all. So if they went out like anywhere at all, I'd have to be like about what I was eating. And so at that time, I would have been focusing on a lot, a lot of veggies, a lot of high protein. But I knew exactly where I was going wrong. I was eating well over my protein. I think I'd say at the time I was roughly around my pounds. I probably should have been eating probably one gram per pound of body weight. I was eating probably around double on a daily basis. I'd say I was eating around 240. This is the reason why I was getting spikes in sugar, craving more sweet, sweet on a daily basis. And by doing extra cardio, it was making it even worse. So I was going to bed like, angry at times, emotional at times, but I was fighting it, just fighting it as much as I possibly could because I wanted to get lean. But when I look back at it now, it's like, it's absolutely crazy. And when you guys were mentioning about this, the smaller ladies, it's pretty much the same what I was doing. You're, 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 you're pretty much doing all of this just to be, just to look good on that one day for, what is it, like a half an hour, an hour out of your life. 
so you're ruining you're probably ruining your, your organ just to look pretty good on the stage. And not only that, but if you're fo- if you're focused on a high protein diet and your your moderate carbohydrates, you can be guaranteed that you see most of these these most of these people straight after a show, they're going after the cake, they're going after the, they go into the restaurants, they eat whatever they want. They just they just basically splurge on a lot of food. Most of the time, they're probably gaining around 15, 20 pounds of uh, weight, which you know is going to be water weight. But it's just, it's actually crazy. Like, why did you put yourself through all of that to lose the weight in the first place when you're going to put it back on literally an hour later? Whereas if you focus on more keto and carnivore, you build the muscle mass. So you're going to be, you're going, you're going, it's, that's going to be like gold. You're going to have that for the rest of your life. And like Colt mentioned, what like Colt mentioned for his, he's done less cardio now. He's eating more food now, and he looks leaner and bigger than ever. And he looks more handsome yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. With better skin. So it's just insane. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I was I was super worried though because I'm the only I'm the only person there that wasn't spray tanned. <laughs> because if I had to have a spray tan and then put on the put on my suit for the MC work afterwards. That would have like completely ruined all my clothes and just been a mess. I mean, it, it just it, it would have probably bled through the shirt and everything. So, yeah, funny stuff. But yeah. Mark, piggybacking off of what, of what you said, people will. Isn't it amazing how people will do anything for a trophy? Yeah, yeah, and that I've always said that to you it's guys. Like sacrificing your health. Yeah, I've always said that to you guys from the beginning. Like I, I'm not going into this show sacrificing health. I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit if I came last. No way am I going into the show risking myself. Like you mentioned at the at the very beginning, um, Colt, when when you see it as a competition, yeah, I I completely agree with that. No, like we're all winners. We want to all do well, but for me, never it will never be like that. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going over here to. I'm not going over here to embarrass myself. But I'm definitely not going over here also to. Myself. I'm very very comfortable with what I'm doing at the moment. I'm a lot leaner. I'm a lot stronger, and I want to it that way. I want to keep what I just built the last say couple of months when this show is over. So I'll continue working on it like all the time. But I'm not. I'm not doing this for like competition or to see who's the best. I'm just doing this for me. That's all I'm doing it for. It's as simple as that. Um, but when we look at the carnivore approach, I know when I eventually lean down to where I need to be. I'm not going to be anywhere near 1,500 calories. I know for a fact I'm not. So I'm not. I'm not far off where I need to be because when I like at the moment I've got I've got visible abs. I know my food is quite high, and it's crazy. I'm like it's the amount of food that I'm eating now, and I still have visible abs. I'd have to be. I'd have to diet down really, really hard to do that. And it, as I said, you're you're risking your health. You're you've got to think about other factors in your life well like your family if you're if you're getting down that lean then obviously things are going to get pushed to the side and we know that bodybuilding is a selfish sport and um, and i've always i always said at the very very beginning when i go on this <clears throat> this journey i'm never going to push them to the side i'm not going to push them to the side as well i'm going to make sure they're, they're involved until the very very end with me and um, it's something that i chose to do yeah. um, but i'm not going to i'm not going to restrict them i'm not going to push them to the side or, it's something that I want to do. And if, if I'm low, lowering my calories, I'm not going to give out to them. I'm not going to be angry with them because mm-hmm. it was my choice in the very, very beginning. 
hundred percent. I, I really believe that carnivore bodybuilding is the future of health first bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding. I, 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 re I really believe it is. It just, it makes no sense to kill yourself on a stair mill for an hour. And then you don't have the energy to get it up before you go to bed. <laughs> why would you, so what, so, so why would you just, why would you not, why, wouldn't you rather just skip the cardio altogether, have energy to play with your kids to be able to have to be able to do stuff with in, in, the, in the in the bedroom and actually do a good job how would you like to actually have the energy to do work that to um ex to work more throughout the day to be outside when it's hot um instead of go to the gym sweat your butt off on the treadmill for an hour and then not have the energy to do the things that you need to outside it's hot here in joliet montana and we all got work to do outside and so i'm just trying to throw out the example I know, I know, I know, I know a well-known bodybuilder over in England. He's a, he's a pro bodybuilder. He has a good following, and I like, I like watching him because, because of his mindset. He's very, very, he's very, very good to watch. But he's crazy, absolutely fucking crazy. Like he gets up in the morning, he preps his meals. He's doing, he does an hour exercise in the morning. He does when he goes to the gym, he's doing about two or three hours, gym, and then he do another hour exercise before he goes to bed wants to do that because he wants to get snowed. To be fair, he gets very, very lean, like crystal clean, or really, really lean. But he went for a show there, I think it was last weekend, a week, 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 weekend before, and uh, I think it was three hours before he went on, before he, he was meant to step on stage, he fainted. He fainted twice. Twice. And he, he, put, he put up a YouTube video there at the weekend, and he was focusing on calories. He was eating 800 calories a day. Now, this guy weighs over 220 pounds. That's 220 pounds, and he's eating 800 calories a day. He's doing cardio twice a day, every day, no, no, no rest, every day. And he was doing weight training two, between two and three hours, six days a week. Now, you tell me that the only reason he was getting away with that is because he's juiced up to his eyeballs. Up to his no. eyeballs taking everything that you can possibly think of, but it's just mental. And he's giving out this he's giving out this information that in order to be the best, in order to get as lean as possible, you need to follow my protocol. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Absolute bullshit. It's the worst advice you could ever give to anybody. Yeah. It's actually more. If you're if you're being told that in order for you to get really, really lean and look your best you need to do more, as in more cardio, more weight training. Well, then you're, I, I don't care what anybody else says. Okay, I'm not a pro bodybuilder, but I'm telling you now, you're fucking mad. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> I'm grinning my ass off over here just listening to that. And, you know, Mark's, right, Mark's completely right. Yeah, he's not a pro bodybuilder. He doesn't have a current pro physique. Neither do any of us right now. We're not none of us are pros, but we're all saying it's glaringly obviously, guys. When you look at the masses, we should not be doing fucking seven, eight hours of cardio a week. We shouldn't be starving ourselves. It's not a necessity. It's not a prerequisite to get on stage. So I completely agree with you, Mark. Yeah. John, um, have you done a guest? Have, have, have you done? Have you done? A, you've done posing routines before, right? Um, like, like not like not guest, yeah. but, but like you, you've done like minute long. How long have you posed? Yeah, yeah. Um, we over here we get a minute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Hira, so Hira asked me how long I wanted to pose, and I was like, I really want to do this entire song. I did uh, the Zoo by 
the Scorpions, but not the original version, the 2011 version. If you've never heard the 20 the 2011 version, they went back and re-recorded all of their big hits. And after you've been playing them for 20 years, you get real creative. And so they're bringing like talk boxes in and stuff. So a real like stadium kind of hype up song. I was like, this this one will be perfect. And so I started so I started walking out on stage to it and had the entire thing had the entire thing written down, knew exactly what I was gonna do, practice it and rehearse it right before. And actually, to be completely honest, bro, it was it was a miracle that I was even able to walk that day after on Monday and Tuesday, barely being able to get out of bed in the mornings. I was debilitated. I was the, crippling and debilitating is the best way that you could describe that. And you know, you know better than anybody does, dude. But I almost called Hyro and said, dude, don't let me pose because uh, I mean, like I'll, I'll pose, but I'll come, but I'll, I'll like limp out on stage, take off my shirt and like do an abs and thighs and something. And then like limp off the stage. And that might be the best that I can do. And, and like, I could even make a joke about it too. Like, oh yeah, we were supposed to have a guest poser. Or like, I don't know. Just like make up a story. And so that's kind of what I was thinking I was going to have to do. And then after a, a, a lot of prayer really didn't even have time to make it to the chiropractor because we were so slammed with business and with podcasts leading up to that, that I just, I spent a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time in active recovery and made sure that I walked, made sure that I got some heat exposure, some heat exposure, some cold exposure, ice mask, kind of going back and forth, um, doing everything that I could so that I could, so that I could walk and so that I could move. Okay. Let alone pose. Um, but I had enough time to, 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 to write, to write this out and to um, practice it the day before and the day of, but so the so the music so the music started, but um but they but the I don't know what happened with the sound system, but there was another song playing too louder than my song, so I couldn't even so I couldn't even hear my song, um so it kind of messed up the beginning, but I still was able to get all the poses in, um and so I was out there for for the entire four minutes, but not flexing the entire time. So whenever there was no lyrics, I was yelling and like, "What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first oh." first annual of the open natural you guys want to see some muscle you came into the right place you know that kind of stuff <laughs> just have just having fun with it get, get in the crowd I was, yeah i like had everyone like clap into the beef to, to the beat and everything um but came out with the with the skull curl bar that i made the um the the, the, the 40 the 40 pounder and was was curling it to the beat walked to the front of the stage set it down and i was wearing my uh skull bells underwear because we were talking about this before we're launching we're, we're, we're launching our own underwear it's going to be out in like a couple months um these are the pro these are prototypes but i want to get some good pictures of them too so this kind of this kind of worked out um and we also officially sponsored the show so this was kind of like um my exposure for that too so made sure that i was facing the front the entire time because the Skeldell's logo is across the butt, <laughs> but yeah, so these are so these are 100% cotton, and the reason for that is because it doesn't take your testosterone like polyester and other stuff like that. So trying to keep it as natural as possible, baby. Um, so yeah, then then did um, really just all classic poses, handful of mandatories, and then halfway through the back double bicep because um, I knew that would be my best pose. And then, and then at the end, the last time through the course was all just most was just most muscular poses, like running running around the front of the front of the stage and keeping everybody clapping, um, telling everyone to give a hand to Hyro to get to give a hand to the judges to give a hand to themselves for being there and supporting the sport because 
we're all bodybuilders and it's a, yeah, I, I think Mark, Mark said it great. It's a selfish sport. Or I don't know if you said that uh, Jonathan, but I think we could all uh, uh, um, agree that to some level it is quite a bit. And um, taking my, I, I guess at that point, taking my focus off myself and just going, all right, everybody, this is good. This is good. This is going to be a great show and just putting the attention on everybody else. Um, that was a pretty cool experience and that was quite an honor. So yeah, we're pretty amped for next year. Moral, moral of the story, to sum everything up in one word, or to su as few words as possible, hormones is way more important than what's on paper, right? The, the, ma the, the, ma the, math, yeah, does not, the math does not always add up, but... Yeah, there's never a perfect calculation, is there? That, I mean, that's why someone might deploy Mark's cults or my coaching services. The reason is we go onto these MyFitnessPal apps, we type in, you know... How many calories should I eat a day? What should I eat? What foods are good? It doesn't really work for a lot of people. That's why they result into um, recreational drugs. They go off the rails. They drink. They binge eat. They do all these crazy things. They get fed up. They get pissed off. Um, so yeah, what we promote is a health conscious way of doing it. Probably the safest way of doing it and probably the most um, sustainable way of doing it as well. So it make, makes sense to me anyway. Yeah, it's mentally right focus calorie like imagine going through a whole week if you're on a step calories you get that because you're over or you day it's just, it's just mental guys it really is you shouldn't be living your life like that you really don't you should be eating like earlier to society you should be eating food until you're full that's it you shouldn't have any fear about eating food at all if you eat the right food, you'll get the right results. Absolutely. Hey, Mark, I know that I know that you were going to say the outro, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it, pal. Um, and for the and for those listening, if you've ex been experiencing any um, difficulty <laughs> trying trying to hear what we're saying based on microphone issues, I apologize for that. That's one of the fun things about recording in three different countries at the same time, but. You know, it's pretty amazing we feel yeah i mean at the, at the end of the day it's pretty amazing that we have the technology to do this in the first place so we're pretty blessed for that but um, that's it for this session everybody thanks so much for listening mark jonathan and myself all of, we, we all offer private one-on-one -on -one consultations and the information for that is in the show notes of the episode make sure that you're subscribed to the channel share with a friend if you found it helpful and we'll catch you next week on session number 15 of carnivore coaches corner baby